I don't boom diet as a rapper. My jersey up too high in the rafters. I got a frog team, new life and attractive. Still sipping that moonshine and a plastered. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Another episode of the Moonlighters Club. Uh, it was a lot getting this going, but we got it going. Uh, everyone, hey, man, you're a beast. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know what? I'll let you. I'll let everyone introduce themselves. So if you want to just go ahead, if you have a way of introducing yourself or just saying your name, it's up to you. All right. Uh, I never know how the hell to introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, my name is Mark Breha. I'm the co-founder of a dating app in Boston called Icebreaker. Uh, we'll get into that and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's so, uh, I met you, I met Mark at an event, uh, at, uh, we were at a WeWork and, uh, I just saw the app. I liked the app. It was cool. And then I was just, I just love the concept of it. I don't know. I just love creators in general. So yeah. we'll just get into, we'll just get into it. Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm a Jersey boy. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I grew up born and raised in Jersey. Um, so like central Jersey, like right outside, of, right between, right in the sweet spot in between the, you know, the, the beautiful green areas of Princeton where the university is and the not beautiful green areas of Trenton. So yeah. right in the middle of that and like a small <laughs> suburb, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so spent most of my life sort of like within like a three hour radius of there, like through, uh, going to, uh, I went to Rutgers University for undergrad and grad school. And then, you know, I was, you know, I'm like a beach bum. So I moved to down to the Jersey Shore, yeah. not like the show. Um, and uh, and so recently I moved to Boston like a few months ago for uh, for Icebreaker. Nice. So where'd you go? Wait, did you say where'd you go to school? Rutgers. You did go to Rutgers. Yeah. OK. Uh, what'd you major in? Uh, communication. So I. Uh, so for undergrad, for like basically the first like three and a half years of college, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Uh, <laughs> and then I get to like my last semester and I was like, I took it, I took a course on uh, relationships. So like interpersonal relationships. Okay. Okay. And I found myself starting to like do the extra reading for the first time where I was like, I would go home because I just like, I was like a system worker for like. I could be like, all right, I could try to like get bees. I was really good at getting bees and I would never do like the extra reading or anything. And I started to be like, oh, this is actually interesting. And I'm like going to office hours. And I'm like, what's going on? You're actually like <laughs> into school now. What's going on? And uh, and so my I talked to uh, my professor who eventually came became my grad school advisor uh, then where she recommended I go to grad school. So. Uh, and I went to grad school focusing on uh, basically in, like interpersonal communication, which was uh, like relationship communication and psychology. So I was like, I, I basically, you know, was studying how people like my focus was like how people start relationships and how people end relationships. So that was I was on an academic track. Uh, and then from there, I kind of didn't want to do academia. And so then I wanted to do more like relationship therapy. Ah, so, yeah, okay. so that was so that 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 not intentionally becomes like circuitous to like where I am now. But uh, but yeah, so like I was I was like fully intent intended to become like a relationship therapist counselor. Yeah. Uh, and I wound up not doing that. But yeah. <laughs> so when you left, did you know when did you know you didn't want to do that? Was it? 
Yeah. So that was, yeah. So I, I sat with my advisor, um, the same advisor to, from two years earlier, who was like, you know, you should probably go to, you know, go to grad school. And yeah. so I was actually like, I was actually, you know, looking at um, PhD schools and I was applying to schools all over the country. And I remember I was like sitting in her office one day and she just like cut it to me straight. She was like, because uh, I was I was asking her advice on like what, you know, all right, you know, do you know people who do relationship therapy and counseling? What is she like? Yeah, it's not like what you think. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sure you're like really good at, uh, you know, giving your friends advice on like their relationships. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, I'm just like, you know, the man, totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking I'm like hot shit. Yeah. But uh, and she's like, she's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, real life's not like that. And like, if you take this as a profession, like one, nobody goes to like a relationship counselor if they're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. like, so can you deal with hearing people shit all day? And then if you fix them or if you help them, you know, there's no like, thank you, like yeah. big parade for you. Right. Cause no. right now you see like your friends that you help. And then afterwards, you get to see their happy relationships. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. So yeah. so she's like, since you're seeing problems all, all day, are you then the type of person that can go home to your partner or spouse or whatever and not bring that shit home with you? Right. And that like that fucked me up because I was like. I, I I was like, yeah, I can do that. And like I had like this like sort of like existential breakdown where I was like, no, I can't do that. Like I am the person that like kind of feels like really, really strongly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and so I uh, and so that was like so to answer your original question about like when that happened, that happened like three weeks before I graduated. And I Damn, was like go, about to go into PhD school. Yeah. So I was just like. You're just telling me this shit now. Yeah. So um I mean it was like, you know, it was lighthearted at the time, but yeah, it was uh yeah. So I I, I came out of grad school not knowing what the hell I was gonna do. So then why do you even pivot at that point? Because you've already gone to school for a while. You don't think you wanna do this. Is it a degree that you could potentially No. No, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, can you move this? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I got like, like, I got out of school, and I was like, so I graduated. I was like, I did like a, like a, like a winter to a winter. So it was like, so I didn't graduate. Like, I, I didn't come out in May. So I came out. It was like, you know, I graduated in like December, and I was like, and I saw like this community college that I actually originally went to before I went to Rutgers and I was like, maybe I'll just teach some courses. Okay. And I was like, I've never taught a second in my life. And like, and so I was like, but I need something to do. Uh, so I like, I just emailed, I saw that they had like some courses open in January. It was like December, like 15th. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Hey, like, I see you're looking for someone to teach like this communication classes. Like I can do that. Like yeah. I've taught courses before completely bullshitted. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
so I came in there just out of desperation and out of, I guess, like interview well. Like after like we, I just interviewed once. She's like, yeah, get in there. We need someone. I think it's funny how everyone who, not everyone, but I feel like me, a lot of people I know, when you're in the field and you're working in whatever profession you're working, we all feel like we could just teach at some point. Like yeah. all of us are yeah. like, you know what, if there's no work, I'll go back to, I'll come back to Suffolk. I'm talking yeah. to teachers about this. Like yeah, I'll just yeah, be yeah. here. I'll, I'll do a couple of classes. I see what you do. It's something great. Like that. <laughs> so wait, what's it actually like though? Because I feel like in my head, teaching is like lecturing and people are listening. Now yeah. teaching, it's actually hard. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's a really hard job. Like it's not like, yeah, it's like, I, uh, and I, and I definitely didn't have, I just did it out of like survival uh like like i'm just like i need a i need a job yeah uh and like i also don't want to do just a regular job i like i i thought about because like because like before like before the track where i wanted to be a like a therapist basically i was on like a track for academia okay so like i wanted to do like like full research and teach anyway so that was always like in the back of my mind that didn't just like come out of nowhere and so i was like all right well let me so that, that was like, let me try this out okay. and see like if I want to eventually teach at a university level, like as like a full time professor, maybe I do want to go back to to school. And so I got in there. There's no like, you know, like I talked to like, like I have a bunch of friends I grew up with who came like, you know, high school teachers and whatnot. And like when you become like a high school, te- you like you go to school for teaching, like they, you know, you're you do like student teaching yeah. and you learn all that shit. When you're like a college professor, there's no student teaching. You just like go right from like learning to like getting in front of a classroom. It's true. just like true. So I they so that um that particular college had um had a campus like in basically like the suburbs of New Jersey, which is like beautiful green area, and then they had another campus like in the heart of Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. And they're like, basically, no one wants to teach on that campus. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I mean, I'll teach there. And so I walk in the first day. I'm probably 26 years old, maybe, um, or 25, 26. I forget. Um, but anyway, I I just got into that, got into it. And I was just like, I just learned as I was going along. Yeah. Like, like there are just certain things you pick up over time where it's like, I'm basically your age. And so like, oh yeah, I could be cool. Professor Mark, just call me Mark or whatever. There becomes a problems there where it's like, oh wait, hold on. Now I'm like their friend. And now, you know, so um, you do learn over time, but I actually, I wound up teaching for like about four years. Um, And, uh, and uh, like, so during that time, like I taught at that college, I wound up like teaching at both campuses and then also taught, I turned that into like teaching at a prison. What? So yeah, yeah. So I taught at like a maximum security prison in New Jersey because yeah. one of my just like mentors there told me like, you like, I think you have a personality to do to like go in there and teach. And I was like, fuck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, no, I think you can do it. And, um, and turns out he was right. Like I went in there and I was like, again, there's no training yeah. and like teaching in a prison is not like, there's no like guard or anything in the room. There's not like, you know, handcuffed or anything. It's yeah. just like a classroom in this like fucking cement wall building. And it's such a stark contrast from like sitting in front of students, sitting in front of students and standing in front of, you know, what we call them students really, but yeah. like inmates. And, you know, at, you know, they're, 
it's a it's a really interesting experience. Like I go to like there there is where you learn like how much like I, I always call that like unconditional learning with mm-hmm. them. Because yeah. like I would go into a normal college classroom and see like these like privileged kids. Not 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 to sound like an asshole because I'm right. a privileged kid yeah. too. You know, I'm a fucking white guy born on you know, third base, right? <laughs> um and so like but like, you know, I would ask a question and like out of 30 people, maybe like three people raise their hand. Like in a prison, like if I ask a question out of 30 people, maybe three people don't raise their hand. Yeah. And so like a lot of them aren't getting out either. Yeah. So they're just doing it just to do it. Yeah. So like the value of the education, like that stuff like really impacted me. And like that turned that really like impacted how like I viewed education and viewed obviously like you know the you know prison system and all that stuff but um it 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 changed how i learn like personally so like that that was like a really valuable um experience for me but um but yeah so uh so yeah but during that time uh while i was teaching i also like as when you have like an adjunct professor schedule you basically have a you know college kids student schedule so like i don't have like a full-time job yeah so I'm spending like most of my off hours like on YouTube, like learning the code. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so like that, I didn't, I didn't go to school for like programming or design or anything. It was one of those things where like a couple buddies of mine wanted to start a blog and I was like, I got the hours, I'll do it. I'll, you know, and so I wanted to move this button here and this button there. And that turned into just like me spending 20, 30 hours a week, like, you know, on like code academy and youtube and you know eventually udemy and like learning you know going from like you know basic html to like now like swift so like and so like that mentality that so going back to that like that's that second semester senior year of college where like three and a half years or basically like you know 21 years before that where i was like i don't need education where that like that sort of like seed yeah. in me of like really wanting to learn and really like like that start to grow then yeah. and then from there like years later that's where i was like i like had this incredible discipline to just like really like sit for hours and hours and hours and like lock myself in a room and start like learning and not because like not because it's like i want to become this you know, programmer or whatever. It was more because like, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And whatever comes from it comes from it. And so that, so that basically, um, so that's, that's basically how I kind of like equip myself with like certain skills that I've been able to like kind of adapt to today. Nice. So yeah, that's interesting. I kind of feel like there's, there's something there with seeing people who just want to learn for the sake of learning. And then here you are on and learn literally for the sake of learning. Yeah. Just playing around with coding. How how long do you think it took you before you be, you thought you became pretty like adequate and good at it? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I probably still don't think I'm good at it, uh, but uh, I would say like I it, it 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 was more like a mental thing, like like sort of like I like I start so as I'm as I'm teaching, I was probably like taking courses for a while or not even courses just you know videos and shit and like just like playing around messing with stuff yeah there's my phone um so playing around like messing with stuff um and probably after like a year i was like all right i can 
you know, make a website, yeah. you know, and I, and I felt like pretty decent about that. Um, and so I was like, let me see if I can like find a client, like find a project. So I just started on like Craigslist and I found like the first dude I like messaged where he was like, oh, I need something. I messaged him. I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I'll charge you basically nothing. So yeah. I didn't know what the charge people yeah. had. Uh, and that, and so that, that started it. So that gave me like the confidence to be like, okay, I can actually do this. And so while I was teaching, I was also, I turned that into like a little freelance business where I was building just like little, like, you know, um, uh, websites for small businesses and even some for my friends. And I would use them as like, you know, obviously for a little bit of income, but also to like learn like, okay, so this project has me learning PHP. So let me like jump into that. Not that that's even like relevant anymore, but like that, like that's how I've always like viewed like new projects. And, and so like, I, um, and so like I turned that into like, um, like as I was like teaching for a few years, I was like, okay, this is something I'm actually passionate about. Yeah. And that was something I was always like really from a young age. That was something I was always like really determined was like, you know, I was just like, I don't care about money and I want to like be happy or whatever. And like, that's, you know, great. But it's just like at the heart of it, it was like I do still feel that way. I obviously care about money. Right. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, I I view money as like a metric for success. Yeah. Um, And um, but as far as like where where I was like, as I was teaching, I was like, I'm going to need to like find like a real job doing this, um, at whether it's an agency or in-house or something like doing, being a develop like a front end web developer, whatever design or whatever, um, I can do. And so I wound up like, I wound up like quitting teaching before I found a job because I knew that that was always a crutch for me. Mm. And so after I did that, it took me a couple of months and then I found a job in an agency and that's where I, you know, I, where I, that I took for like the, also in Jersey, um, where I would just kind of got thrown in to like, at, from like a, into like a, eventually like a senior designer role and yeah. also senior front end developer role. And that's where I really started to like get really comfortable. Cause I'm getting, now I'm not the only guy now I'm working with other developers and other and designers. And now I'm getting the feedback to be like, oh, yeah, dude, you're pretty good at this. Nice. You know, and so I think that's it took a few years. Yeah. Good. So while now you're building your skill up, at what point do you say I want to try uh, an app? Um, so as I was working there, uh, this is a few years ago, probably like 2014, 2015. Um yeah, yeah, about that. Um, my so the I graduated from grad school like December 2011, and my in grad school I met my current co-founder Kevin. Okay. Uh, and how we met was, and he's from this area. Um, and so how we met was like he stood up during orientation one time, and I hear like his Boston accent. He's just like, "I'm Kevin. I study online dating, you know." And I just like I listen to this dude. I'm like, "Oh shit! Like this is the guy I want to meet. Like he seems cool." Yeah. Um. And so we were like two guys in like a like a super female dominated program. You know, we're like we're we're studying relationships. Like there's no other dude dudes that were doing it. Yeah. 
and we're like dudes, dudes. Like, yeah, kind of, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you're now drinking wine with turtle. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, and so we like we definitely attracted to each other. Like, uh, and and it was just it was just natural. And like, so we became like pretty close friends, like in our program, and then. Uh, that's what that's funny you're like you'd assume the opposite you see two night like guys chilling yeah. and you think they'd want to be around all the women of course yeah, like yeah. now nah, we're just gonna hang out yeah 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 oh my god yeah dude yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah that uh <laughs> yeah that was that was always interesting talking to some of the the girls that are appropriate just being like uh, that, that, uh, yeah, I won't get down that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. That's good. That's uh, there's some stories there. But anyway, uh, um, so anyway, we became pretty close. Okay. And after I graduated, I just did the you know I just went and did my thing like I just talked about. And he like he was like one of like his advisor was like, and this was like 2011. This is like pre Tinder. This is like during online dating stigma. Like you don't you don't like. You know, this is when like people would like meet their girlfriend on online date on like yeah. match or something like that. And then someone would be like, oh, where'd you meet your girlfriend? Be like, oh, at a bar, you know, like, yeah. you know, no one yeah. would like say that. So, oh, yeah, we met on online dating. People were like that's that's fucking weird. But, yeah. you know, um, and uh, and so he and so like they're like one of like his advisor was like a consultant for Match.com at the time. And she was like, you know, published a lot of studies on online dating. And so he like worked under her. And so for a few years, and then after that, he became, after grad school, he became uh, an actual online dating coach. Okay. okay. So he, um, where where he worked for this company um, that was based in New York, but they're in Boston too, um, where essentially he would um, help people run their online dating lives. And okay. Okay. So everything from like, profile writing to like picking your photos to like finding people to also ghostwriting matches and setting updates. And this industry, like their clients would pay uh, up to $4,000 per month Oof. at four month contracts. Oof. So their, con their clients are dropping 16 K uh, for someone to help them find a match. Okay. And which okay. is ridiculous so and absurd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no way I would ever pay that much money, but you can imagine like the clientele. Um, and so he has like a lot of stories. But so anyway, so him and I kind of left lost touch for a while. Um, we, you know, every every once in a while we'd like you know message each other. And so he hits me up around like 2015, and he's and he's been doing this for a few years, and I've been doing my thing for a few years. This is when I'm at that agency. And he's like, he knew I was like, you know, my background in relationships and he knew my background and, um, and, and he knew I was actively online dating. Um, and so he would just call me. He's like, Hey, I got this idea for this app. I don't know how to like, you know, it's basically like, how do we get like a dating coach, this advice, you know, basically how do we scale like this 4k per month model into like a dating app and like build that into a dating app. And so him and I, like, we spent like hours and hours on the phone, like each day on, on my commute home from work where I have like an hour commute. And we're just talking about this every day about different ideas about, you know, for an app. And, uh, and so that, that turned into, um, 
that turned into like a prototype that we we eventually built for icebreaker where we were like all right um let's let's figure out how to give people advice while they date and so they were like initially they were like little tool tips that yeah. people can get as they as they're interacting and then tested it on, on like we did like a prototype we tested it and it was like it was okay but i think i thought we needed some more so i don't know if you want me to get into that or so what is i let's just what is icebreaker the yeah, pitch so, or description <laughs> that someone could be like oh okay that makes sense yeah so icebreaker is focused on people who are not necessarily like looking to get married tomorrow although it is for them but it's also it's like we we kind of like we look at like dating intentionality as on a scale okay. right and okay. so like that scale is like goes from like i want to get married to like I just want to have fun tonight. Right. And right. so like basically like this, like seriousness scale. And so like you could, and so like on this side of the scale, there's like the e-harmonies and the matches and you start to slide down that scale and you're like, all right, here's hinge, here's coffee, meets bagel. And then you slide all the way down to this side of the scale. And it's just like Tinder bumble. Like yep. those are like, you know, I just want to have fun. I want to meet someone. And it's like, they do what they do very well. Right. right. And so we do not try to like mess with that. Right. And so what we are focused on are people who are like more in like the hinge area who want to find a relationship, but don't want to use like the the matches or or, um, or the e-harmonies or spend a, a shit ton of money trying yeah. to get on there. So we're focused on people who want to either like casually date who are maybe like opening, opening up to finding a relationship. Like maybe your friends are starting to get married and you're like, all right, maybe I should kind of start to take things seriously Maybe I should graduate from Tinder and go something a little bit more serious. So like we are like a product offering for them. And now like how we differentiate is my, so Kevin, the dating coach, we've built Kevin into the app. Okay. So in a chat bot form. So that, so we have this chat bot called uh, named Hootie. Uh, he's a little blue owl. And so he walks you through like building your profile. So it'll ask you questions. It's, so the whole interface is through essentially text message. And so it'll ask you questions like, what do you, what are you on here for? Like hookups, casual dating, serious relationship. If you actually select hookups, we actually tell you like, yeah, sorry, you know, use something else. Like this yeah. isn't for you. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and so it helps you like, you know, pick your photos uh, and it tells you exactly what photos you should have: a headshot, a full body shot, a personality shot, and a and a, a storytelling photo. And tells you like what those types of photos are, what you should include in there. Then it helps you know build your actual bio, so it gives you advice on like what to write in your bio or how to write it. Not like we're not telling you what to write; we're telling you like how to best express yourself. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of that onboarding process, it takes about like ten minutes. Um, what also differentiates us is, and we're getting feedback from current, current, like icebreaker members now is like, this is something that people really like is you submit your profile. So like on Tinder, you know, you just put a few photos and you're like, good to go to start swiping for us, for icebreaker is like, we actually curate every profile on the app. So when you submit it now, like we have dating coaches, not just Kevin, we have like a couple other dating coaches that that like personally review every single profile that goes through. And so we look at every profile, 
and we either approve you or uh, we'll we'll say we'll we'll give you a message back. We'll we'll uh, maybe like reject you, but not like not like it's not like a rejection where it's just like you know you know like nah you you know you can't use this app. It's more like most like rejections happen from like they have like a group photo or their bio has like a cliche like oh I like travel. It's just like everything in the app what we're trying to do everything in your profile should be um should cultivate conversations and communication so if you say you like travel everyone likes to travel right yeah, yeah so our coach would say so on your on your your bio that you that you would submit like so maybe kevin's reviewing it he would say like all right that's great you like travel but like why don't you why don't you be a little bit more specific have you been somewhere recently and tell us about that or do you want to really go somewhere so now now if you change that question if you change that that response to say like i like travel to like love traveling like last year i went to china like i experienced the great wall of china for the first time it was like absolutely breathtaking now if you see that on someone's dating profile if you say i like travel versus like that description like which description is going to start a conversation better right the right. second conversation yeah yeah second. yeah, yeah. And so like everything we're doing is trying to like basically like encourage more communication. Nice. Because a lot of the communication on dating dating apps nowadays are just like, hey, what's up? How was your weekend? Hey there. Like, and they don't really like lead to anything uh, for the most part. Most conversations don't really lead anywhere. Right. And so we're trying to make sure like that, like there actually is substantial com- uh, conversations because a lot of a lot of people match with people that could be good for them. But like, like you could, like you have like someone like eHarmony, right? And I'm not like shitting on eHarmony. I think like there is value to them. But like where they're like, you have this 96% match, right? Like this personality is so great for, all right, that could be true, right? But like if you, but if like the conversation, like, like that you like message that person and you just say, hey, what's up? How was your week? And the conversation doesn't go anywhere. Like it doesn't matter how good of a match you are. Like you're not going to see them in person. So what we're trying to do is like, all right, how do we get you to like have a good conversation that leads to you seeing them in person and having like, you know, a good date and like eventually hopefully leading to a relationship. So, so yeah, so we review every profile and then if then once we have that back and forth, because we give you advice back, change your photo, this, that, and the other thing, then you can resubmit it. Then we approve you. Yeah. And then you get one match per day. So we also like limit that like on that like infinite swiping type of nice. thing, paradox of choice. Type, type what's of what's been the most rewarding story or use that you've had so far? Um, well, we're still early. You know, we just launched a few months ago. Um, the more it's not really like the use case. Like it's what's interesting. Like I, you know, so I so my my skill. Like I haven't. I haven't really developed too much of the app. I, I poke around and, you know, you know, yeah. add a few features, but like I save that for the smarter people than I, than me. Uh, I, but where, where my strength has been is like design, like from a UI perspective, but also yeah. from like a user experience perspective. So like from a user experience perspective, like what I really, really love doing is like, like talking to our members and and like actually like getting into the weeds and like you know why are you on icebreaker like what you've obviously used other apps before like what's driving you here and like i talk to members that are like 25 and i talk to members that are like 65 
right? And yeah. it's and it's it's very interesting to hear like what's driven them and like what they're unsatisfied with, like with other like just because it's not it's not just like um you know like a like a project management app like where this button should go or whatever like this is like going back to like my original goal of like career goal of like wanting to be like a relationship therapist this feels like relationship therapy like yeah. when i'm talking to you to, to members like they're just like it always gets to like you know like well now i'm divorced and like this is how i feel and this is what i went through and whatever and so you really the most rewarding part is like is like is hearing people like like hearing like 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 actually you know the like this is the like this is what life's about like i don't want to sound like a some fucking corny dude no do it you know but this is what life's about like in terms of like you know everyone's trying to find like a partnership or you know some meaningful relationships just that it doesn't need to be a marriage or anything just a meaningful relationship and so like when you hear people's backgrounds and their stories of like you know the 65 year old divorce woman who has like you know you know, been, you know, had a great relationship for years, but then something happened and it ended. And now she's like trying to pick up the pieces again. And, and like hearing like that, that story of like where she's coming from to where she ultimately wants to be like, that's the stuff that moves me. And that's the stuff is like, cause when you're like behind, like, you know, a, like a, you know, a text editor where you're like, you know, like dumping in code or you're behind like, you know, an Adobe XD file when you're like throwing in like, you know, designing buttons and shit. Like it's good to like remind yourself of being like, who's on the other end of this, right? Who is, you know, like, why, why are you ultimately doing this? And like, that's, what's really cool to see, like hear those stories. And it does like remind, it does like remind you of like, okay, this is the stuff like features are cool, but like, this is the stuff that ultimately the features are being built for. You're doing what you were supposed to be doing the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Your guy, you're, you're, that, they, were there, they were there. This is it. It's we, it's weird how it turned out. This was not deliberate. <laughs> this is what you're doing. So yeah. if that's the case, I like, I, I, you're, I don't, you don't come off as your typical startup person. You actually have a soul and a yeah. heart. <laughs> uh, what is, what Sometimes. is. <laughs> What's a good goal for this? Is this your thing? This sounds like this is your thing. You know what I mean? Is there a goal to grow this? So this is kind of like this thing you can walk into on a normal basis and work. Like, is it to sell this and do something else? What if you could have it your way? How could you see this? I mean, out? so. All right. So like, I'll like I. There's a couple things, but I do want to I do ultimately want to like, you know, right now we're based in Boston. Um, I do ultimately want to grow it like, you know nationwide yeah um and so like having you know having a dating app like you can't start it's not like we can be like all right we're live in la or whatever it's just like because you only have a certain amount of like a marketing budget so you have to compress yourself to yeah. a geographic area so like ideally in the in the near term it's like let's get people let's get people who want to find relationships on the app in boston expand that to the next city and then you know try to scale but like ultimately where I want to go long-term is like, I see this, I don't want this to just be a dating app. Like we have like long-term visions for this is like, there's some of this, like I probably can't talk about, but there's some of this that I can talk about, but ultimately like where I want to go with it or where we want to go with it, um, not just me or my partner, but my whole team is like, make this more into like a relationship app. Yeah. Where 
that so this is where that therapy angle really comes in because like you know i went to school for that but also like kevin as like a dating coach like same thing like he was like basically like a relationship therapist like in real time um like with his former clients right like he's talking to them they're you know really like opening up to them so we think like any like anyone can need like relationship therapy and so what we ultimately want to do is like make this in a relationship app where like you're not just trying to find a match it's like all right now i'm with like my boyfriend or girlfriend or i'm with my like husband or wife and you know like my wife is like really going through something right right now like i don't know how to talk to her and like so we want to actually like scale like dating coaches like nationwide where you can have like an on-demand like human dating coach that you can talk to or relationship therapist that you can talk to like on demand um and ultimately like grow help like grow that relationship and so that that's where we really you know there's obviously like a lot more there um but that's like our long-term vision but yeah so so that's where we ultimately like want to see the product go in the long term but we're starting in the dating area right now well i i do feel like this is a thing i think you're on to something and uh like like i'm I'm as big on innovation general so like my mind's already wearing like man this could be more than just your typical swipe thing like you have something here. So I definitely see you going there, man. Like I can. Like I, I and you have the right mind about it. So I really do hope you get there. If there's any way I can help, man, I, I'm all about helping. But nice. I can really see this being so much more than a typical click a button, find someone. Cause we all do need help on how to manage. Like yeah. no one ever everyone talks about getting to the marriage and getting to the girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. But managing it is a whole nother different thing. Like you gotta you gotta yeah. stay in a relationship. So I really see you all being the force for that. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. So how so. can someone reach out, support you? Where can we find this app? Yeah. So Icebreaker. Uh, so it's it's just iOS right now. Um, I know Android people, you get pissed off at me. I, I'm an Android person, myself, <laughs> so I can't even use my own app. Um, but it's iOS right now. It's live in Boston um, and Rhode Island. Uh, and so you just look on the, look on the app store. Uh, it's ice, it's icebreaker B R K R. So if you find like this felt the right way, like that's, you're going to find something different. So ice B R K R, uh, or you can find us on our website, um, ice dot K R. Um, and yeah, and download it, check it out. Um, also I do want to make a note, um, right now, most of our members are women. So dudes, Throw it out there. please get on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously. Uh, but yeah, so download it. Let me know. Cool. Well, this is uh, this has been fun, man. I really enjoy yeah. this. This is a really good time. Yeah, and I, awesome. I hope I hope you, uh, it'd be nice to see where this grows too. This is super, I think it's super ingenious, but also like, especially now more than ever, man, people just can't manage their stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, man. you know what I mean? Like, especially in a relationship yeah. aspect. So I feel like this could be a pioneer for that. So, so. Uh, Mark, best of luck. Yeah. We definitely got to come back like six months. We got to touch base on yeah, this. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Round two. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, to everyone else, MoonlightersClub.com, you can find all of our content. Uh, we're on most podcast networks, if not all of them, Spotify, iOS, you name it, the Moonlighters Club. Uh, and uh, we thank you for joining us again. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll have plenty more coming through. Thanks.